Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, I'm Josh Kalinowski, and today, ooh, today, this is going to be fun. I'm not going to lie. We don't have James, so I know you'd be a little bit disappointed. However, we've got our very own Barbie Harrison in the studio. So, Miss Barbie, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I am so excited. We've got her back in the studio. We've been able to, um, to uh, well... I don't want to say sucker you back into here doing this, but you've, I know you volunteered sure to do I it. I bribed you, actually. Yeah, you did. Uh, so if you guys remember, uh, we did uh, a podcast with our amazing Barbie after she completed 75 Hard, and those takeaways were so good. Uh, in fact, that is uh, one of my favorite podcasts that we've done. And not only was that so good and powerful and impactful that we also had you do this in front of our entire company as well, too. And that was the only time we've ever had a standing ovation was after that conversation that you had with them. So uh, if I had the applause thing on here, I'd hit it, but I don't, I'd probably screw it up and do one of the, of the other ones. So uh, excited to be having Barbie talking about round two of 75 Hard. Yes, I'm going to repeat that again. Miss Barbie did the second version, the second time of uh, 75 Hard, and uh, we've got her 11 takeaways that we're going to be sharing with today. So uh, we won't get into it yet, but are you excited about being on the show today? Absolutely. Yep. I am. I'm very happy to be here. It's It's been a while. Is it all coming back to you now? Is it getting a little bit familiar now that you have the, the headphones on and the, micro, the microphone so you can hear your voice and... Yes. Yeah. No, no pressure. Like you, you, you gave a really great introduction for what I did last time. So we'll see. Oh no. We'll see I, what I can do this time. <laughs> I got the, I got the notes before we came on and I was sharing this with Kate last night and I'm like, those three right there, I'm in a completely R and D I'm taking those. I'm not going to take credit for them, but I'm going to be using them in future podcasts and future communication pieces. Uh, I think it's, I think they're just amazing. And I, I love where your first of all, I love where your heart's at with it. I love where your mindset is at it with it. And for you be, to be able to articulate, which is one of the great things that you do so well. And that's why you are in charge of our true North media company. By the way, she did get elevated to the uh, manager position of true North media. She is actually, she is running the show. So it's awesome to have a, uh, a powerful person, not only just a powerful woman, but just a powerful person uh, running that uh, company for us. So uh, first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you, Josh. Well-deserved. But um, I just love how you communicate. You do a fantastic job, and uh, uh, you, uh, you articulate so well. So I need to shut up and let you start talking. So without further ado, let's talk about that. So uh, once again, round two of 75 hard. Uh, for those of you that have done 75 hard, you know, like just getting just getting through the first version of it is tough enough, let alone setting yourself up for another round of it. Um, do you want to say anything about it before we actually go into your 11 takeaways? Um, I just want to say that, you know, 75 hard, I think a lot of people... Um, kind of attributed as like, oh, that's just for the crazy people. Right. But it's not really for the crazy people. And it's and it's so much more than just a physical challenge to lose weight. I get that feedback a lot. Like, oh, you're just trying to diet and lose weight. It's so much more than that. Like the mental aspect of 75 hard is really um, the most important aspect and the yeah. discipline piece. So uh, I guess I would just recommend anybody who is curious about it, really look into the program um, and 
educate educate yourself about it because it's it's really quite a wonderful experience yeah. as hard as it is yeah uh, without a doubt i will tell you the hands down probably one of the most impactful things that i've done was going through 75 hard i loved going through it with everybody else but i also love the self-discovery that i had through that process and so i'm excited now so uh, let's get into this. So number one for you, and I'll just let you, you just take it away. I'm going to say number one, number two, number 11, but you just go. Number one for you was what? What was the thing that you took away? So the first takeaway that I have is rest is a responsibility. Um, I know that we live in a culture that is obsessed with working until we die. Right. Um, grind, hustle, you know, work, work, work. And it's it's celebrated to do things like skipping lunch or, you know, skipping breakfast or waking up at 3 a.m. Um, but ultimately, rest is a responsibility that we have to take care of ourselves so that, so that we can maintain um, the quality of our work, right? Because mm. ultimately, all of those elements of hustle are not uh, sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I, I really learned that um, this time through because I actually injured myself last time. Right. I did 75 hard and I really had to be proactive about only doing two workouts for 45 minutes each instead of being like, oh, we could just do two hours yeah. or, yeah. you know, not stretch after this workout. Like really just those tiny little maintenance things are so essential to get through um, not just 75 hard, but life. Yeah. Do you remember when we had our leadership retreat uh, last year and we had the entire company and everybody under Kalina the Vale of Kalinowski Enterprises, and we talked to, we had Brad Davidson, mm -hmm. and then he really spoke about that specifically about sleep and rest and how we have this myth, especially as entrepreneurs, that the less sleep we get, the better of an entrepreneur we are, right? Or the more pristine we are with that. And it was an eye-opener for me to realize that, man, for me to be optimal, I needed at least seven hours of sleep. I needed to give myself that space between seven and, you know, nine hours would be phenomenal, but that doesn't really ever happen. But just knowing that, that is like, no, in order for me to be my best, the best entrepreneur that I can be, the best business owner I can be, I need to do that as a priority. So I just, did, did Brad's message hit you at all there or was it truly just like was that the plant the seed that planted or was that really through the self-discovery of 75 hard i i would definitely say that 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 um planted the seed and confirmed a lot of things that i had um thought about you know there's there's kind of a guilt associated almost with like oh man you're just that person that needs all that sleep you can't stay up late with us yeah. it's like no i really do need to go home by eight because yeah. i need this much sleep um, so it kind of, it helped plant the seed of it's okay to give yourself permission yeah. to do the things that are going to fill you up so that you can be available at your best capacity for others. Love it. Awesome. Great takeaway. Number two. Uh, life should be less about the pursuit of happiness and more about expressing our joy. I think oftentimes we think of happiness as this final destination that we're all just kind of scrambling to get to. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really really struck me lately that, um, you know, there's joy in the journey, right? And everybody talks about that, right? But if what does that actually look like? That means that we can't expect this future happiness. We have to look for it in our current circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, and so ultimately, are we doing things that express that joy, that build that joy, right? Or are we trying to build a life for an eventual happiness? Mm. You know, are the most of the activities that we're doing future tense or are they um expressions of what we already have within us yeah i i really love this one you also uh, in in 
the ones down below, you're going to refer to this a little bit more too. But uh, when I read this one last night, uh, that really hit home with me too, because I, I know that I've had, I've set goals out in front of my life that I want to achieve. And that's when I felt like I was going to be happy. And uh, it wasn't just about enjoying the process, but it's also just being joy filled during the process. And I think a lot of people, especially drivers, have a hard time enjoying that moment, giving joy to the moments, uh, because you're not at your destination. You're not there yet. You're you're still unfulfilled, so to speak, right? So I just love that you po- you you, uh, you pointed that out, and it really, once again, is something that I could most certainly relate to. So, number three, meaningful is better than being successful. Um, this is kind of the idea that you know profoundness of experience, meaning in experiences is better than just having good experiences. And what would life look like if we stopped measuring moments by good or bad? For example, you know, you're in 75 hard and it's 20 degrees outside and you are freezing your butt (laughs) off and you're taking your walk. And, uh, you know, do we just count those as as a bad experience, right? Or you show up at at work and, you know, a a client is is happy with you and you get a pat on the back. So that's a good experience. Like, but what is the meaning behind all of these things? And, Mm. you know, because meaning is outside of good and bad, you know, you can have experiences that appear negative on the outside or are not pleasant to go through, like some of 75 hard, right? Um, But ultimately they're a lot more profound than maybe some of the quote unquote good experiences that you'd have. So um, really this time through was just kind of uh, a way to look at my life differently and measure it through the perspective of what am I doing that is adding meaning to my life? What am I doing that is building purpose in Mm. my life rather than am I just living for to be, to have good experiences? I guess so that's such a hard thing to identify is what does success look because it looks so different in everybody's forms. And I love how you brought in that, the meaningful part of it. You know, one of the questions that you just, the statements that you said is, do you want to, you want a good life or do you want a profound life? Um, Maybe dive in that a little bit. Like, what is profound life? What does it look like for you? Have you I'm sure that you've uh, been been trying to wrestle with that. Like, do you want to have a good life or a profound life? What what, what does that look like in Barbie's world? Um, you know, I, I actually was just reading a quote earlier uh, today, and it said, sadness is evidence that it mattered to the heart. Mm. And I just think that really captures what I was trying to explain with this takeaway that, you know, um, I've had some sad things. We all have, right? 2020, man, that was, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was so profound in so many ways. It it really brought out in me a lot of tenacity and resilience. And I think, and and everybody can probably relate to that, right? In one way or another. and I guess that's what I'm trying to really capture by that idea of a profound life. Are you doing things that are making yourself better and a better society? Um, are you doing things that ultimately you know are going to outlive you when yeah. you're gone? Yeah. Are you living for the moment yeah. to make yourself feel good in yeah. the moment? That's awesome. Love it. All right. Okay. Uh, number four. You have to choose yourself before you can choose anyone else. So... 75.5 hard in many ways is kind of a selfish thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, nope, can't eat that. Nope, can't hang out today. Yeah. Nope, got to leave by eight because nope, I got to read my book. Yeah. You know, there's there's lots of different things you have to say no to yeah. because you're saying yes to yourself. Um, but ultimately, you know, you have to choose 
to do those things for yourself before you can ultimately give to others. Because if you are choosing yourself first, that means you're having the hard conversations with yourself, you're loving yourself, um, you're putting yourself through the really tough stuff, the disciplinary stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so ultimately you're gonna be in so much better shape to actually be able to say yes when you need to, to others. Nothing more than that? <laughs> that was good. I'm just waiting for the next pause. Right? I thought you were just taking a breath. Uh, um, but, I, well, it goes back to, you know, we, we talk about this a lot in, in uh, leadership within our companies is the fact that you have to lead yourself first, right? So many, the, the unfortunate thing is that so many people feel like leadership is all about leading other people. And it's, there's a component of that, of course, but we know that unless you start leading yourself first, like you're going to be a worthless leader. Uh, you're not going to be the strong leader that you need to be. You're not going to be the leader that's going to lead people to greater things because you have no personal integrity, right? And so I really love what you were talking about here. And then, so I'm curious, you know, going through it the second time, did you did you f- realize that you had to choose yourself in a different degree from the first time that you did it? Absolutely. Um, I I feel I feel like the the second time through, I I experienced more of kind of some of the judgmental aspects of 75 Hard. Like, you're doing that again? Mm-hmm. What do you get when you're done with that? Do yeah. you just get like a medal or something? <laughs> well, sort of, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea for you to do that. That sounds really hard, you know? Yeah. And um, But just ultimately realizing like I'm, I'm still choosing myself by choosing to um, – follow through with it as a commitment that I've made to myself. And I think it really just showed me um, the value that I can trust myself to make wise decisions Mm -hmm. that are going to improve me. And uh, kind of like an evolution, right, of like kid Barbie to adult Barbie. I would like to think that I was an adult last year, but I I feel like I'm even more adulty now because um, I was really able to understand that, you know, I can make decisions for myself um, entirely outside of the opinions of others. And it doesn't really matter, honestly, what other people think. Isn't it fun to look back at your old self and you, I mean, you knew that you were good back then, you know, I mean, you knew that you're a good, a good hearted person. You knew that you were, uh, you know, adventurous. You knew that you were loyal. You knew, you know, all of these things disciplined, but then you look at yourself now and you're like, wow, I have grown so much. Like I, like the, the person I am today, uh, or the person I'm last year pales in comparison to the person that I am today. Uh, and it takes things such as 75 hard for you to help discover that and get to that next level. So I think it's really cool that you were able to recognize that. Uh, this is, I love this one. This is one of my favorites. Uh, number five, how big I am depends on how small my perspective is. And Definitely, I'm going to attribute this to a podcast that I listened to by Ed Milet. Yeah, I listened to the same yes. one. This he had is a so great, good. He yes. had a great guest speaker on there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to claim copyright to this phrase. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I just, I just was so much in love with it because I thought it so concisely captured um, how important you know life is really not so much in what happens to us, but how do we look at the things that happen to us? Mm-hmm. And how we view ourselves is so much um, comprised of the lens in which we view our world. And so if we have a 
uh, small perspective, then we're pretty we're pretty big in Casper, right? Yeah. Like we're pretty yeah. cool, right? You're pretty big on your city block for sure. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> we're like the biggest in Wyoming, yeah, right? right? All of ten people in Wyoming, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then you enlarge that perspective, and and I think it's it's really important, you know, um, not just like for humility, right, and understanding how you are, but it it really brings. Um, comfort in knowing that you know your problems are also only as big as your perspective Mm -hmm. so if you have a wide perspective you can understand that in the grand scheme of things these little temporary things are not actually going to matter so much i i'm so glad you took that away from this because i listened to the same podcast uh and i remember hearing those words from the individual that uh, he was speaking to i was speaking to and it was it was just it was such great perspective to say wow like if I think, if I think of myself so highly, my world is really small, you know, and in order for us to really grow and really appreciate all that we have and really understand really the, the significance or the insignificance to a certain point of our impact, you just have to be on a bigger stage and realize that. And to a certain point, that can be a little bit scary for people if their humility isn't in check. But at the same time, it's also very freeing for those that do have the humility to say, wow, it isn't all about me. Right. I just get to have the impact and the opportunity to be on the stage where I'm at, but it's just so farther, so much greater than I. And thank goodness for that too. Right. Thank goodness that the stage is so much bigger so that other people can share it with you. Um, and, or you can't screw it all up either, because as we all know, we're all human and man, do we do this on a regular basis of screwing stuff up? Absolutely. All right. Number, let's see, where are we at here? We're on number six. You can't choose the changes in life you experience, but you can choose to grow in the change. One of my favorite quotes uh, by John C. Maxwell is, change is inevitable, growth is optional. And I really experienced that the second time through 75 hard because it's so easy, and not not just with 75 hard, obviously all of life, um, it's so easy to be like, okay, this again. Okay, we can mm-hmm. do this again. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. And and just kind of even zone out, right, to the actual impact or significance of what you're doing, yeah. whether, you know, it's at work or with your family or uh, texting a friend, right? Um, and I really think that, you know, it's important that we can we choose to grow when things change. Yeah. Um, we obviously all experienced a lot of change in 2020, but did we choose to grow through it or did we just complain about it? Yeah. You know, when when things are changing up, um, sometimes it's it's often received, you know, um, with negativity. Right. Like, oh, no, it's changing. Um, And I think it's really important that we look at these changes as growth opportunities. You know, I've I've changed positions in the company that I'm in. And that to me is an incredible opportunity to grow. Is it scary? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But it is also (laughs) an amazing opportunity to grow. Um, And so I really I really cling to this quote in times of change. Yeah, I love it. You know, one of the things that we just kind of go back to of like the just regurgitating some of this language is the fact that, um, you know, the, the pain of change will never happen until the the pain of staying the same outweighs the change. Right. And 75 hard, it kind of forces you to get into that, right? When you make that commitment and people, I mean, listen, people fail all the time in 75 hard. I mean, some of the, I'm surprised by some of the people that I thought would get through it like super easy because they're disciplined because it is as simple as it is. There's also a lot of dedication to that, right? And accidents happen, mistakes happen, right? You forget to take the pick, 
right? Uh, you're on a certain diet and you, you forget to check the ingredients. I've seen that happen as well too. And then, so those are very, very particular things, but it's also where people will just give up because they get influenced by friends. Like, dude, just have a beer, man. Like really, why do you want to even do this? And I've seen that happen, unfortunately too, where they can't even change because the pain of staying the same is not outweighing the change that they're about to go through. So I think it's really great insight that you brought that into this. Uh, number seven, Choosing to shift your perspective from this is hurting me to this is helping me is where healing begins. Uh, so my word for the year was heal. Mm -hmm. And I really um, understood more uh, through 75 Hard, through the time I spent reflecting through the numerous podcasts that yeah. you um, you get listen to listen to, to <laughs> in your two hours that you're working out yeah, every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just really loved how concise this was, you know, changing the frame of mind from something is hurting, you know, something is painful to this is helping me. Yeah. Um, I've been through some painful stuff recently yeah. and uh, it was really, um, I really felt like it was, it was a God thing to hear that um, so concisely bringing me back to the, how do I heal? How do I heal? I changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. That's how healing happens. Yeah. And that, that timeline is really truly up to the individual, right? Um, and it, it, so it gives a lot of power, right? Like you have the power to heal. You know, you're not a victim to the painful things that have hurt you. You're not just permanently damaged from them. You literally have the power within yourself to heal from it if you choose to change your perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that self awareness is so important too, because as you well know, so many people are doing things to themselves, whether mentally or physically, that are hurting them, that they're not even recognizing it. So to be able to even have that perspective, like, wow, this is actually hurting me. Like this is actually, and then you have to change that perspective to say, no, 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 no. Now I have to start doing things that are going to be helping me too. So as I was reading it, that's kind of where my mind went. So I love how you've got different perspectives, even on this right here. And, uh, and I think it's just really impactful. I think there's a lot of people that can take that. This is hurting me and change it into this is helping me. Uh, number eight. Sometimes we don't need to know more. We just need to do more of what we know. I think it's really easy to measure competence, um, whether it's in this new position that I'm in mm -hmm. or um, anything with how much you know. And uh, that can get really overwhelming really quick and you can feel like just a total idiot, right? Because yeah. you're like, I don't know all the things. Yeah. But, you know, it's really ultimately like are we – are we really measuring ourselves by how much stuff is in our brains or are we measuring ourselves by how much stuff we actually had done? Yeah. You know, are we measuring mm -hmm. ourselves by all the promises we make and the intentions we set or are we measuring ourselves by the actual actions, you know, that we, we take in life? And um, so, and it's very comforting, right? Like just do what you know and you will already be better than like 90% of the other people who just yeah. know a lot and never do anything with it. Yeah. This is, this was number two for me. Like I love this because I know, especially as leaders, we're constantly trying to get more information. We're trying to kind of like, like hey, we got to read more. We got to listen more. We got to implement more. We got to like the, the person I was last year can't be that same person this year because I got to do so many more things and I got to, I got to implement so many more strategies and there's always a new widget and there's, you know, it just can get overwhelming. And for me, when I read that, I was like, oh, that was such a great hit me between the eyes moment of why don't you just start doing the things that you know how to do, 
right? Why don't you just start implementing the things that you've already learned and read and know will make an impact, right? How many times we go to a seminar or we hear a great conversation and we take some great notes from it and then we don't implement it even though we know that would be impactful because we're moving on to the next thing, right? And so I just thought it was awesome and really, really self-awareness that you were bringing towards everybody. So uh, number nine, when faced with challenges, you can either choose to escape from it or create something new. One of my, another favorite quote I have is uh, that I've really resonated with is intelligence is the ability to adapt. Um, and I feel like uh, that is so relevant to 75 hard because life happens, right? Yeah. You sleep through your alarm and you're like, well, still gotta figure out how to have yeah. two different workouts today and read my book. Um, and I, you know, the, the pandemic, like moved on so things were actually happening this year during 75 hard and so yeah. i found myself a lot busier and really having to be extremely intentional with all of the time that i scheduled to devote to the things that i um committed to for 75 hard mm-hmm. um and so in in those moments you know you can you can choose to escape right and just not fulfill your obligations of watch TV, whatever it is for you. Yeah. Um, or you can create something new, which ultimately I see is creating a new you, right? Um, or maybe it actually literally is a, a new way of doing something, invention. That's that's where um, those things come out, right? Is when you're in the middle of a challenge. <laughs> so Yeah. Number 10 is literally, once again, one of my favorites out of all of this. And you can tell like the ones that I really like happen to be one sentence so I can remember them, <laughs> which is always good. Uh, but I do, I love this uh, this takeaway that you have here because I feel like we all can do this. We can, I mean, we can do every one of these, but just this right here, if you just did this right here, this would be worth everything that you've heard on the podcast and you will be a much better person through this. So number 10, Barbie, go ahead. Transfer your energy rather than absorb it from others. Mic drop, we're done. Just stop it right there. <laughs> <laughs> now go do it. Oh, yes. Okay, talk it. Talk about it because I, I can't wait to dive into this one. Um, so as a manager, mm-hmm. I have to be okay. I have to be put together. I can't just be an emotional wreck. Yeah. Um, and really, I hope no one wants to show up like to work as an emotional wreck, no matter what position they don't, in. but they do. We all know this. Yes. They do. Yes. So, but especially as a leader, you, you are the one, and I'm, I'm sure Josh, you honestly probably even rec- you know, understand this more, more than I even. So, um, you have to bring the energy to yeah. the group, to the meeting, yeah. to the project. Um, you have to cast the vision. You have to excite people, rally them around it. And I am not a galvanizer at heart that it takes an extreme amount of energy. Um, and, I, and I've had lots of different conversations with people and hard conversations. And sometimes those conversations are, you know, um, there's, there's unhappiness, there's, you know, something is wrong, they're upset. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure anyone in a customer service job probably also relates that, right? Or even uh, in real estate office, uh, office, all of our agents relate to the different types of clients and all of their different needs. And it's so important to um, not absorb that because it's gonna yeah. drain you out really quick. So how can you literally build a mental wall around yourself and be like, I'm just going to be this bright light shining and you are not going to touch this. It's so good. I, you know, <clears throat> we talk about this so much, you know, fill in your cup, uh, you know, coming in with great attitudes, you know, and understanding like, listen, other people are going to throw their worst at you. 
right? Because of the circumstances, because of things that are going on in their life. Oftentimes it's not even about you. It's about all the other circumstances that are invading their space. And now they're trying to project it into your space. And a lot of us just absorb it. We take that in. And, you know, when you go home mad at the day, exhausted at the day, it's because of those emotions that you're absorbing that are from everybody else. So, you know, we talk a lot about playing offense. Well, why do you play offense? Well, you play offense so that you are attacking the day. Why do you, how do you play offense? Well, you start the day off on a great way, right? And in a great way, which is filling your cup, doing your morning routine. Well, this right here, transferring your energy. If you don't have the energy, you can't transfer it, right? Absolutely. So I love that you recognize like you've got to have the energy first before you can transfer it. But it is so important for you to transfer it. You know, James, uh, I was telling you when, when I was kind of talking about this uh, a little bit earlier, James did an awesome po- podcast uh, or a post, I should say, uh, about a year ago about the storm. Everybody has a storm and don't let their storm come into you. You bring your peace into that storm. And so this was just such a great reminder for me. I love this. Transfer your energy rather than absorb it from others. If you just did that, that is the worst, that is worth the price of admission for listening to this podcast right here. So love it, love it, love it. And of course, number 11, because we, we do the extra rep, right? We don't do 10. We always do 11. What is number 11 in uh, your takeaways from 75 hard? People want wholeness, not mm-hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, integrity, a lot of people think of that um, in terms of morality, but integrity is also um, whole, right? If something has yeah. integrity, it's whole, it's complete. Um, and so I think that, you know, we convince ourselves that we just want to be happy all the time and that all those other people, they're happy all the time. And so we got to be like them. But I don't think that's true. I don't think anyone is actually truly happy all the time. I think everybody is just searching for wholeness. Mm -hmm. And wholeness can only be experienced when you go through all kinds of experiences, right? That, That makes you who you are right? You have to go through sadness. You have to go through happiness. You you go through anger. You go through lots of different emotions. And ultimately, those make you whole. Um, and ultimately, um, healing means becoming whole again. Yeah. And that was just really, really a great um, comfort to me in a year of the word heal, yeah. um, knowing that, you know, healing means that I will be complete you know, and that none of these uh, emotions w- over grief or, or losing anything um, are wrong. They're actually helping build something more whole. You know, when I read this, it reminded me of um, a passage out of uh, Edwin McMahon's book called Becoming a King, or be- no, not Becoming a King, I think it was uh, Becoming a Warrior or something. But uh, one of the things he talks about is like, we all have a missing piece within us. And when you hear that, you're going, thinking peace is like P-I-E-C-E, because we all, we all, like we're all broken. There's always a piece of us missing from one form or another. But what he was referring to was the missing piece, which was the P-E-A-C-E. And as I, you can't have wholeness unless you have peace within that, right? And as I was, uh, once again, just kind of just really meditating and thinking about your takeaways, when you said that wholeness, it really, it really opened my eyes to, man, in order to create that wholeness, You've got to be able to discover that peace within you, right? You've got to discover the peace within the brokenness and, and the disappointments and the setbacks and the failures and the challenges and 
all of those things that we go that, you know, they, they create the life around us. They, they create the world around us. And if, as we talked about, if you don't have that inner peace, if you don't have the world within you at peace, then the world outside of you can never be at peace either. Absolutely. I, I really kind of see it as, um, you know, there's a phrase out there, you have to feel it to heal it. Mm. Um, I think another important part of that in order to find that inner peace is giving yourself permission to feel all of the things that come before peace. Mm. That's you know? good. Really good. Well, Barbie, uh, you did not disappoint. I know there's a lot of people are going to be watching or listening and watching this because we are recording this for YouTube as well, too. Uh, and they're going to be sharing this. Um, you know, somebody's considering doing this, you know, maybe they or maybe they've done it and they just uh, maybe they need to do it a second time. They're kind of wondering, like, gosh, even is it worth it? I mean, it was great the first time. Uh, maybe they failed at it. Like, what, what's what would you say to them if they were standing in front of you right now? You know, uh, they're. Uh, there is no trying, right? You know, yeah. as Yoda says, it's do or do not. So uh, just do it. Yeah, awesome. Very simple, easy words from our our lady Barbie here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Thanks for bringing that energy. Thanks for bringing the uh, the takeaways and that wisdom that you've gained through the hard uh, hardships that you had to go through through seventy five hard, uh, and then just having the intestinal fortitude to do it. You've accomplished it twice. You've done it. Uh, you didn't let yourself down. You didn't, um, you know, you didn't give yourself an excuse when you had plenty of them to not do it. Uh, and you really, really accomplished something really amazing for yourself. So congratulations on that. And, uh, thank you for being a part of the, the podcast again. Thank you for having me on. All right, guys. Well, you know, the price of admission is to share this. Uh, and once again, Barbie just brought uh, some tremendous, tremendous revelations, revelations from uh, her takeaways. And uh, as you know, there's three things that I took away from this that were really impactful. And uh, I hope that you were able to um, uh, see some of this really reflect in your life. And I'm sure that you've got somebody that you're like, you need to do 75 hard. Well, this is probably one of those episodes that will help them uh, get over that hump. They'll actually help them uh, discover that courage to do it. And uh, it is worth it. It will always be with you. You'll always have this. And uh, I highly recommend you doing it. So other than that, love you. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And we will most certainly be talking with you soon. Whoa.